The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Thursday morning. And we're so glad you're with us and appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day. And we hope this is an encouragement again this morning as we are continuing in the book of Ephesians. Again, Ephesians chapter number three, and we're gonna be looking starting down. I actually lost my first verse. i sorry about that. Um, verse number 13, no, verse 14. We'll be in verse 14 here in just a moment, and I appreciate it. So if you're following a long term there, again, I wanna thank you for joining us. A couple quick things, just a reminder, we try to remind off and on. If you happen to watch this or listening to this, this is recorded in a few different formats. It obviously goes live every Monday to Friday at 11. Um, we have it available on Facebook, our church Facebook, and my personal Facebook page. It's available on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can watch all the archives through our website, bensalembaptist.org. You'll see a link there to take you to all the audio and video of this. If you watch this and you prefer it may be more convenient to listen to this on podcast format, you can look us up. On, um, you can look at the, on our website, of course. You can look us up on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Look it up on all those different things. And so if you find us in one of those, just look up Source of Truth. It'll come up. You'll see the graphic. My picture should be there somewhere. And it'll give you a chance to follow along and uh, make it a little easier so you can listen to this while you're doing other things. So again today, Ephesians chapter number 3, um, we're going to continue in our study through the idea of identity. And today's identity simply talks about the fact that I can have power. I can have power. Now, again, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago in a message. Uh, Sometimes we use certain phrases, and one of those Christian phrases we can use is the power of God. And it's easy for us sometimes to almost see this as intangible. Like we understand it's a phrase we're supposed to have, and some people see God do pretty great miraculous things, but an average Christian doesn't really enjoy the power of God. Well, today we're going to talk in an introductory form of what it means, and we literally could spend weeks discussing the power of God and what it means and its full fulfillment and how we can get it. Today we're going to give an introductory form. What are the foundational necessary principles for us to enjoy the power of God. And it kind of goes along with the phrase we often use or the term that we believe in a relationship with Jesus more than religion. And you're going to see what a little bit of that means this morning. So Ephesians chapter 3, and uh, we're again in verse number 14. Paul says this, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with his might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. So we first talk about this idea, uh, if we're going to gain power, if we're going to enjoy his power in our life, we need to go back and start with a relationship. So there's three things that I think we can see in this. And if we're going to have it, the first thing, before we can enjoy the power of God, is there must be spiritual strength. It starts with spiritual strength. He says in verse 16 that he, that God would grant us, grant you, according to his riches of his glory, to be strengthened with his might by his spirit in the inner man. Now again, it's by his spirit in the inner man. This is a spiritual thing. It's an internal thing. The best, it's a weak illustration, but the best illustration we can, I can think of this 
is when your cell phone battery dies, uh, you're not going to go get a new case. You're not going to push the button harder. There's nothing external on that phone that, is, that can solve the problem of a dead battery. Uh, you're going to have to grab a charger and recharge the battery. And now, in a desire to keep phones more waterproof, you really can't even pull the battery on them. And so that's, that's where you see this is the same premise. If I'm struggling on the outside, in a lot of areas. A lot of times what we do is we try to use outside tangible ways to solve the problem, but in reality, it's not the answer. The answer is simply that I need to have internal strength, and that comes from Jesus Christ, and that comes from the Holy Spirit working in my life, where his spirit speaks expressly to my spirit, and that's the part we miss. This is why preachers talk about the importance of devotions and prayer, being in church, worship, things of that nature. All these things strengthen and develop your inner man. Another way to describe the inner man goes back to the book of Proverbs. I think it's 423, where the Bible says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The heart, it's your mind, it's the spiritual core, it's your inner man. Guard your heart, the word keep is guard. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. So if I let something into my life, into that part, that spiritual being inside, what I let in is going to establish my view. If I let in lies, I'll begin to believe the lies. If I let in filth, I'll begin to become filthy. If I bring in all this negativity, criticism, I'll put it out. So guard what comes in. So what I want to do is I want to let into that part of my life goodness, godliness, spirituality. So I get into the word of God. So as it gets in, then I will out of it are the issues of life. I will view life differently. That core of who I am starts one with salvation, two with spiritual growth. I hope you understand this is not a matter of just do devotions because that's the Christian thing to do or just be in church because, no, because that's the right thing to do. If I'm doing all these things simply because I feel like I have to, I've missed the entire point. I do these things because I can grow in Christ. And growing in Christ establishes strength, which is what we desire to have is that strength. And so we start with letting him work the inner man, which, by the way, then develops point two. There's a spiritual intimacy. He says in verse, um, uh, verse 17, I think it is, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. So he talks about the idea that Christ lives in my heart. Now, have you ever heard, you know, use the phrase when someone visits, hey, make yourself at home. You know, we say that, but in all reality, we don't mean that. It would be probably pretty awkward if they start walking through our bedrooms, checking out the house or digging through our clothes or just grab the mic, you know, open up the refrigerator, grab the milk, drink from the cart and put it back. You know, that's what a lot of times we do when we're home, right? So we understand the phrase, be comfortable. But this is that next step. This is not just you're comfortable, Lord, but only stay in this one part of my life. If I'm going to let God into my heart and I'm going to do it, I have to have a spiritual strengthening, which I let him in. And then I have to give him freedom. I have to give the Holy Spirit freedom to find those parts of my heart that I, either I only know or that I haven't even really been honest with myself about, where I need God to strengthen me. But that starts with him letting me know areas of weakness that I need to get right. This may come in devotions. I may learn this in, through preaching. I may hear it somewhere else. It may be simply the Holy Spirit saying, that needs to change. But if I don't give the Holy Spirit freedom in my life to move around and, and, to, and to really take over that in my life, I'll never enjoy strength. Strength, if I let him in to develop strength, it develops this intimacy. God gets to know me better. Please remember something. 
Our greatest fear of letting people get to know us really is they're going to either things they won't like or things that we wish no one knew. The benefit of letting God get to know us better is there's never a problem with that. God is not down there looking saying, I did not know this. I can't believe this. How dare they? He's never like that because he already knows all about me. He's coming in helping to help me get away from where I'm at to what I could be. That's why I give him lordship. That's why I give him all the freedom we can have. Then he says that Christ may dwell, verse 17, in my heart and your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. So spiritual strength develops a spiritual intimacy, which develops spiritual roots. He comes that ye may be rooted and grounded in love. So I start with that time with God, which helps him to open up the door for that spiritual freedom where he has room in my life. And now I become grounded. Let me ask you a question. Where are you rooted? In what are you rooted? Are your roots, your hope for the future, your strength, your identity, is it found in your finances? Which if it disappeared would ruin you. Is it found in your, in your job? If that were to go, is it found in your home? Is it found in your lifestyle? Is it found in your children? I mean, think about this. If you lost some of these things, if you lost your job, yeah, it would hurt, but would you lose all of you? When your children move out and go get, have their own children, is your life, you know, is your identity ended? If we're rooted in something weak, then we're going to find ourselves to be weak. See, if, I, if I'm rooted in Christ and through his word and in prayer and allowing him to be the core of who I am, then when the world is getting more and more chaotic, I'm gonna be more stable in those times because I'm rooted in him. I'm rooted in him, in my, in my foundation, in the strength that he's in control, that what's going on, I'm not overwhelmed because I'm rooted in him, not rooted in a job, an identity. And there's been times I've been the same way, rooted the wrong place. Well, then you find yourself weak. We've probably all been there at some point. We're talking about this idea a little more detail on Wednesday nights. So, I, But I, I hope you think about this, that. If I'm growing strength, if I'm getting spiritual strength, that means I can grow. Then I can develop a greater intimacy with God, which means he has freedom to make the changes in my life. And then I find myself more rooted in him. I started by saying this one's going to be I have power, but I'm actually going to change the name to it because I think it's more fitting to say um, I am rooted. Because ultimately that's the goal. The goal is to be rooted. You can gain power by being rooted, but rooted is the core. When, I, when my roots delve deep into God and who he is, then the rest of me grows and flourishes through his power. So where are you rooted? What is that's got a hold of you today? True power comes from this. What is it that identifies you? What is it that you hope will give you fulfillment? If it's not Christ, you'll find at some point for it to be disappointing. May your roots be deep in Jesus Christ and growing in him. Again, thanks for joining us on this Thursday morning. Thank you for giving me the chance to be part of your day. I hope it's a help. I hope, I hope it inspires you to really cha be challenged to walk with God and to expect to know that he's got something great for you in life, that he wants to do something great with you, and you'll let him do it. Again, thanks for joining us today, and we'll hope you join us again tomorrow.